My name's Daniel Long. I'm a pastor here at Grace. And if you think about it, sometimes our practices and life together as Christians can seem pretty strange. I mean, every December, every time of year around this time, we take an opportunity to stop and wait and anticipate somebody who has already come to us. I imagine a conversation um, like on Saturday night before the first week of Advent where there's a church-going person and a non-church-going person and they're talking and um, one person says to the other, so what are you doing tomorrow? And the other person says, I'm actually going to church uh, and it's the first Sunday of Advent. In my fantasies, these are what I imagine your Saturday night conversations to be. Um, they say, we're going to church tomorrow and I'm actually pretty excited. It's the first... It's the first Sunday of Advent, and the non-church-going person asks, well, what is Advent? And so the person seems pretty excited, and, and they're saying, it's actually, a, it's a t- it means arrival, it means coming. It's when we, when we take an opportunity to anticipate the arrival of Jesus Christ. And the other person says, well, I mean, isn't that what Christmas is all about? Didn't Jesus already come? To which the person says, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, and, but then the, and they continue, so what's the point of actually like waiting for a thing that's already happened? To which the church-going person says, I need to get back to you on that. Um, so what is the point of actually waiting for something, for somebody who's already come, for something that's already happened? Because we take time to do it. Well, part of this, these next four weeks this season of Advent, we're going to be exploring that question, what does it mean to wait? What is happening in the waiting? What is God up to? And we're going to be exploring that through various forms of of art, through photography, through film, through music, and through poetry. These ways of kind of telling the truth, but telling it slant in such a way that we might come at it in a different way and consider afresh what it means that we are people who await the arrival of the God who's come to us in Jesus Christ. Well, that first meditation is actually going to be done this morning by Laurel Daly. Now, if you don't think you know Laurel, you actually do. Laurel, go ahead and come on up. So Laurel, Laurel by day is a photographer and also by day um, is a director of communications here at Grace. Uh, and now Laurel does incredible work for us. That doesn't just mean like she writes things and, and she posts bulletins and she sends out emails. It actually means that she kind of helps us like think about what does it mean for us to communicate as a church? What does it mean to have this kind of cohesion around what we say and how we say it? So I'm extremely grateful for you, Laurel. And she's going to be, through her passion, through photography, helping us explore what it means to be people who wait. Thank you. Photography is an act in time. It is also an act of waiting. Technically speaking, the shutter clicks open and the camera receives light through its aperture until the shutter closes again and an image is made. Time passes. In the case of a fast shutter speed, uh, it's time almost imperceptible, one five thousandth of a second, for example. However, in the case of the image behind me, 30 seconds pass with each click of the shutter. Photographer and filmmaker Vim Venders describes it this way. What is astonishing with each and every photograph 
is not so much that it freezes time as people commonly think, but that on the contrary, time proves with every picture anew how unstoppable and perpetual it is. Every photograph is a memento mori. Every photograph talks about life and death. Uh, The idea of memento mori, that is, artistic or symbolic reminders of mortality, is closely linked to the vanitas still lifes of the 16th and 17th centuries. These paintings marinated in the idea that all is vanity, all is meaningless. There is futility in all earthly things, as these things are transient and prone to decay. Or, to quote Ecclesiastes, Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What advantage does man have in all his work which he does under the sun? Time is the thread that knits life with death. Being born in time, subjected to the passing of time, utterly dependent on time, our lives are spent more often than not in a kind of repose, waiting. This image, too, is a product of its time. The room in which it was made exists in a gloomy state of perpetual darkness, save for an hour or so during the middle of the day, and only during certain times of year, as dictated by the angle of the sun, when light filters through my neighbor's bamboo and dances across the surface on which these subjects sit. In the time that stretched between the creation of this image, which was about two months, uh, and me being here with you today, The light has changed even more. I wouldn't be able to recreate this image right now. It represents a moment in time, the specificity of season, the unpredictability of weather patterns. People often say that there are no seasons in Southern California, but this image is proof that there are. Speaking of seasons, they too dictate what this still life depicts. The fruits of early fall, pomegranate and persimmon, blood orange, the very last of the summer stone fruit. Seasons, which inform harvests, even in a modern age, these all-too-human pursuits. I'd like to note here that uh, whiskey, which is in that glass there, is a product of waiting. Uh, This particular dram is a mix of two ryes, one aged two years, the other 16, rested in barrels. A process dependent on time, these human pursuits. I think of those who waited for a messiah, after the signs and wonders of the Old Testament God, after the burning bush and chariots of fire, flood waters and prophetic visions, those who waited did so within the ebb and flow of everyday life, not on a mountaintop clutching stone tablets, but in the field and in the home and in the passing of each day and each season, aware of the sun's arc across the day and the moon's answer at night. There's a temptation in the days in which we live to optimize oneself out of ever having to wait for anything. After all, all the foods we buy are themselves not so dependent on local seasons, but the distance across which it must travel. Because, hey, it's harvest time somewhere. I know I mentioned seasons in Southern California, but without mindfulness of the subtle changes taking place, you could reasonably live your life at 72 degrees and sunny in perpetuity, eating fresh peaches in February. My camera, though, is made of increments, each one determining how long it takes to create an image. To rush the process is to produce an image that's too blurry or too dark. With that tool in hand, I must wait. I pay closer attentions 
attention to the evidence of seasonal shifts. I accept whatever fruits and plants are available to me, and I accept that all of the material I use in my image will wilt or rot or die. Most of all, I click the button to release the shutter, and I wait. Seeing, too, takes time. Observing something is an act in time, an acceptance, however brief, of our place within the architecture of ours. We we inhabit time's rooms and move in its space because we have little choice in the matter. We wait. We submit ourselves to time. We yield to our humanity in all its fragile, mundane, chronological reality. This image isn't a memento mori, though. It's about life. Uh, and about inhabiting life as thoroughly as possible in its minutes and its seasons. Imagine how lonely that it might be, how cosmically hopeless, to live in time waiting for a Messiah before that Savior arrived as Christ incarnate, to be born of, dependent on, and subjected to time while worshiping a God who is entirely outside of time is in some ways a form of exile. How to bridge the unfathomable distance? In short, we don't. We can't. We strive. We toil. But it's an impossible endeavor. Our waiting is transformed because of Jesus. It's not that we don't wait any longer, and we certainly aren't delivered from time, but we live in time with Jesus. Without God giving us his son, submitting himself to limitation and toil and seasons, these all-too-human pursuits would rightly tell us everything is meaningless, all is vanity. But all is not meaningless. Because Emmanuel, God with us,